are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hi! Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. However, every now and then we have to have these special bonus episodes with some of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. And this is something completely different. This is a very special episode, one of the most important episodes of the year, some would say. It is our Summer Gamble Results Show. Summer Gamble 9, Rise of Summer. Summer Gamble 9? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did it. We did There's it. There's three flashbacks in this episode. Yeah, exactly. So, I'll go through all what this means in a second, but joining us for the results show of the Summer Gamble, Summer Gamble 9, uh, we have, from Movies Marcus, he's delivering a new legacy to the Tournament of Champions in the Heights while aboard his Jungle Cruise with a Black Widow. It's Marcus Robinson. Hi. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that. That was, that was also joining us from Fast Film Reviews. He won't breathe too hard while uncovering the legend of the Ten Rings with the hitman's wife's bodyguards. Free guy. It's Mark Hoban. Hi everyone. Oh, how are you both doing? Great to be that here. Was good. <laughs> Glad. That was good. Thanks. Glad to have you both here. Glad you're involved as always with the summer gamble. I know this is a, this is a, the the prizes going around for this very intense tournament. Um, are pretty much non-existent, but the fact that you want the bragging rights—I mean, that's that's very clear to me. And well, I feel I feel like this is just a giant game, so I I, I feel like there's a there's a reason why I'm on this one. So I'm I'm ready. Well, you're here because we like having you here, Marcus. That's why you're here. If there's a big bucket of blood that's gonna fall on me right now, I'm, I'm looking around me, whatever it is, you know, I'm ready. Marcus, how would, you're, how would we you're here. That? We you're here. Know. I don't. I don't <laughs> You're here for your scintillating wit. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Thank you, okay. Mark. Okay. So, so how you. this is going to work, uh, to just to lay out what's happened once again. So the summer we gambled, something we've done a number of years in a row. We skipped last year because the world ended. But this year, the world slightly less ended. So we brought it back. And this time around, while we normally predict the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer at the domestic box office, this year we, we went even further we went we went global we did the worldwide box office the movies we went exactly we went flat. so we predicted what we thought were going to be the top 10 highest grossing films of the sum at the box office for summer movies for the worldwide box office and we now have those results as far as where everyone you know obviously ranked their picks what the actual picks are and what the points the elaborate point system is that led to what our scores our final totals are so before I get to like any of this, as far as where we ranked and all of that, I'm going to go through what the top 10 highest grossing films of the worldwide box office were. Now, after that, Marcus, Mark, Abe, and I will have a little bit of a conversation. But throughout this episode, we're also going to bring in various other guests that are involved in this tournament. So this is going to be a packed show, guys. So strap in, I guess. But here we go. These are the top 10 highest grossing films at the worldwide box office. At number 10, Space Jam A New Legacy with $156 million. Number nine, The Suicide Squad with $165.4 million. I don't need the points. It doesn't matter. Uh, at number eight, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It with $202 million. Number seven, Jungle Cruise with $204 million. Number six, Cruella with $233 million. Number five, A Quiet Place Part Two with $297 million. Very close here. Number four, Free Guy with $298 million. Number three, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings with $320 million. Number two, Black Widow with $377 million. And very little surprise here, Fast F9, colon, The Fast Saga at number one with $716 million. So, obviously these numbers are way lower than they normally are. And this is the worldwide box office. The domestic box office is ridiculous right. when you look at that. Um, 
<laughs> and, and we can get to all of this. Fun fact, first, first off, though, none of the rankings of any of the films from one all the way down to at least 23 were the same worldwide and domestic. Like, nothing linked up in that regard. Not a single one of these movies. Like, Black Widow was the number one domestic, technically. Uh, like, it's, it's, it's crazy looking at all this. Um, but all right. So... We've gone through the numbers as far as what the what the high what the what the ranking worth was there for the films at the at the box office. What would you like me to do? Would you like me to to tell Mark and Marcus like what their placement was, or <laughs> where should we go from here? What do you think, Abe? Don't don't make me wait. <laughs> yeah, I think we should, okay. <laughs> we should probably tell all. Okay, of I will tell I'll tell all, all the the four of us what our four rankings were. So nervous right now. Hold on, let me hold my. my you want to go? You want to go? Let me go. Drum, drum want me to go please. lowest to highest? Uh, lowest to okay, highest. Lowest yeah. to highest. Okay, <laughs> Abe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Out of there's a total of thirteen. There are two. There are there are two players. ties, and there there's a total. So there's thir- there's thirteen rankings. You are eleventh place. Yes. You are tied with one other person with forty four points. Yes, you were not dead last. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Forty four points. Yeah. Okay. Um. Forty. 44 points. This is what I get for not choosing uh, or not doing a Hotel Transylvania um, switch I mean, out. It, it swapped out for Boss so, Baby automatically, and that didn't help you either. So, so just just to clarify, there's 15 people but 13 rankings because there's Correct. two ties. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, next up, Marcus, you're in okay, you're in eighth it. place with with All 49 right. points. Bad. Okay. All right, I can dig that. That's that. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm 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 out of here. I'm out of here. I'm I'm dropping the All mic. Right. Next, thank you. Next up, Mark Hoban in fourth place with 63 wow. points. 63. That's pretty mm-hmm. solid. And that would leave me. I wound up in second place with 69 points. Oh. Wow. Uh oh. Okay. What's your score total? 69. Okay. All right. Funny numbers. <laughs> so so there, there you have it right there. Um, seeing if we can get our first guest on here. He might chime in in a second. But for the time being, uh, looking at some of our scores here, uh, Abe, you have a unique thing where all of your dark horses made the top ten. You have... Yeah, that's, that's not that, really – those are like one point he each. Did, you did that last time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, hey, he did. Yeah. I listened to the show. <laughs> you had the Conjuring Three, like, yeah, Space Jam, and Free thing. Guy. All of those made the top ten. Uh, the films that obviously screwed some of us. Uh, you had, uh, you had a uh, Boss Baby Two. Well, you had Hotel Transylvania, which turned to Boss Baby Two. Snake Eyes, of course, and um, In the Heights, which that, <laughs> that screwed that screwed the, the height, most of us. Well, who knows? I mean, thank you for having all the Conjuring Threes. Special entries and, and free guys in the world uh, making some money, but yeah, uh, in the heights certainly we'll talk about this in terms of I guess maybe some disappointments, but maybe you guys, well I don't think anyone really had in the heights in their top ten, so I'm just the odd man. Well, he, mm-hmm. No, Aaron did. Yeah, oh, Aaron did. Did. No, a lot of people had in the heights in there. But as we're right here, yeah, the, I guess the commentary in mind would just be that uh, yeah, Snake Eyes, what what a pick, Abe, what a pick. Putting too much stock in that whole entire Henry Golding gonna be an international superstar. Um, <laughs> you want some perspective on how bad Snake Eyes did? <laughs> I, did it end up in the top fifty at least? Well, yes, it's at the world. I went all the way to twenty three because that was all the that was 20. all the of all the films we had that we had like twenty three films total between all of us, along with some other ones I just mm-hmm. threw in there because they were ranked higher. Snake Eyes was at the bottom of that mm-hmm. list. Um, world worldwide, yeah. it made thirty seven million. 
Well, that's, that's real. I, yeah, just just to be clear, like, not domestic. Yeah. Domestic, it made twenty eight. Worldwide, it's like ten more. <laughs> yeah. was... I mean, you know, all the people in Malaysia and Singapore probably wanted to go see it. Snake Eyes did absolutely yeah. terrible, <laughs> like which is impressive. Yeah, definitely not great. I was, I think I was trying to like front load it to if I got the top three right. Obviously, Boss Baby is a terrible choice uh, for the swap out. Uh, that would really bolster me, but no dice. Yes, that that swap out was just. I mean, uh, I made it. Yeah. I made it. <laughs> yeah. What were the rules around that again? Well, so to to clarify, Hotel Transylvania Four was originally going to open in the summer. Then it moved to October. So I gave the option of either choosing Boss Baby Two, which 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 Boss so Boss Baby Two moved to July. So you had the option of either mm-hmm. switching out for Boss Baby Two for Hotel Transylvania if you had it in your in your list, or pu- or putting one of your dark horses into your top ten, <laughs> and then you could fill the you could fill the space with like Boss Baby or Classic. Yeah. So for the most part, most people chose <laughs> Boss Baby Two, which is not a terrible choice in the scheme of things. I mean, it, it made a lot of sense. Made a lot of it money just, when Boss Baby it one just came didn't out. do anything <laughs> as far as helping anybody's top ten overall. That said, where did Boss Baby? Boss Baby fall? came in at number twelve worldwide, of one hundred and nine million. So it was okay, right there. So was and okay. if we did domestic, uh, okay. it was number yeah. ten, so it would have been in the top ten. Okay. So wow. It has yeah. that going for it. Would have been three yeah. points for it. So Scott Mendelson, are you there now? Yes, I can hear you, and I assume we you can, can hear, hear me. you. So yeah. here you are. Okay, okay. So we have we also have Marcus and Mark on the line with us as well. Um, but since you're here for a few minutes, we're just going to go over what your ranking was in the summer gamble and some general thoughts on the summer. Um. So Scott, here's your ranking. At I've already I won't do this every time, but just to establish, I've already established I was in second place, Marcus was in eighth place, Mark Mark Hoban was in fourth place, Abe was in eleventh. You came in number nine with forty seven points. Son of a <laughs> So Marcus, you Jesus. beat Scott. So take that with some with some pride. <laughs> I'm I'm grateful, Scott, that you entered this competition. Thank we you. just pretend that I didn't participate this year. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Just all my Beating Scott is no slouch because uh, he kind of does this for a living. So <laughs> don't rub it in, dude. But it's I actually don't I haven't done well the last time, so I feel a little bit better about my position. So Mark, or just Scott, let me to recap your top ten really quick for you, just in case you don't have it offhand. Uh, you had you had F9, Black Widow, Jungle Cruise, Shang-Chi, Corella, Space Jam, Suicide Squad, Quiet Place, In the Heights, Conjuring. Uh, I feel like you probably already know a good idea of how these films did this summer. Uh, but but yeah. do, you, do, you, do you have an idea of like wh- – just because you're in a unique position because you've been writing about this all – specifically about box office for the past several months here. Yeah. Uh, obviously through your career, but you know, in the case of this podcast for several months. Do you, do you have any thoughts on how things went – this summer, like where any general like, takeaways or what have you? Well, I mean, the broad scheme of things, obviously they were, you know, in the heights, obviously didn't do, you know, we all drank the Kool-Aid on that one, I think. Um, and it really wasn't until a few weeks before it came out that I kind of realized this, this is a film Twitter thing and it's not bleeding into the rest of the world. I think Warner Brothers knew that too, which is why they had a gajillion public screenings. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes you're just, you know, punching your fist against a wall. In the broad scheme of things, the films that stayed this summer, as opposed to moving outside of summer, were either horror films, because they can afford to. And overall, most of the horror films actually, if even if they weren't blowout hits, they were relatively profitable. Even something like, you know, like Escape Room 2, Terminative Champions, it tripled its budget. Oh, now, like quadrupled its budget the first, at this point? 
excuse me, quadrupled uh, its budget. Like old quadrupled its budget, right? Oh, they yeah, yeah, old, old even with like 10 bucks. You know, once it gets to 90, then it might not get to 90. It's been at like 88, 89 for the last two or three weeks. Uh, it will have quintupled its $18 million budget. Um, the old was interesting for a couple of reasons. A, it was the only movie this summer to my recollection that had a conventional theatrical window. Um, I'm assuming that's because M. Night financed the film himself and had some say over how that was done. Even when Universal went to their, you know, from theaters to PVOD uh, and still in theaters uh, within, you know, 17 to 21 days, give or take. And that film, you know, by virtue of being a new to most people, obviously it was based on a, a graphic novel, but let's be honest, 99% of the people that walked in had not read Sandcastle. I have not read Sandcastle. So for most people seeing it, it was an M. Night Shyamalan original. Um, I think by virtue of being, you know, a very goofy and and go for it, why the hell not M. Night Shyamalan film that I think was more successful than not, uh, even if it's, you know, 50-50, um, it was you know, one of the buzzier films of the summer by default, I would argue. In terms of people see, you know, it was sort of a you got to see it to believe it type picture. Let me let me ask you another question. We gotta we gotta keep moving here. But um, it, no, you're uh, fine. As far as as far as like the box office goes, looking at the summer, would you say that there was a a shift in which movies were making more money in which part of the summer? Uh, in the broad scheme of things, no, because the plan was always. To have a few after Godzilla v Kong opened well and everyone realized, okay, we can have a summer season. There was a clear attempt to push all the biggies to late June and onward. F9 was going to be the curtain raiser. You know, it was very explicitly positioned as the tenant of summer 2021. It was going to be the safe giant mega movie that was going to welcome moviegoers back to the uh -huh. cinema. You know, you know, uh, as a wise scholar and and, and uh, a wise whatever the expression goes, uh, you know, nobody makes a comeback like the movies. And then that would be followed by Black Widow, and then you're going to blend into you know bigger movies that I think were riskier movies because that's why they stayed in summer or low low impact pictures. You know, Snake Eyes, um, Jungle Cruise, Suicide Squad, Space Jam, A New Legacy, and even Free Guy, which, you know, could have gone either way. You know, I, I again, you know, the, the, it's, it's when you look at what stayed and what left this summer, there's a reason Paramount pushed, you know, Top Gun to initially November and now May again and kept Snake Eyes and put Snake Eyes in July. You know, it's because one was a lot more important than the other. And I was very frustrated when I saw a lot of punditry arguing that the mediocre to terrible results for films like Snake Eyes, Suicide Squad, Space Jam 2 were somehow indicative of anything other than, you know, these movies might not have been hits even in normal times. And I think that was what Shang-Chi helped prove, and Free Guy to a lesser extent, was that, you know, like A Quiet Place 2, F9, Shang-Chi, Black Widow to a lesser extent. Those are brands. Um, Those are brands that will do well. Those are brands and those films that did, I would argue, about as well as they would have done in normal circumstances. You know, maybe 85 percent, you know, over under 85 percent of what they would have otherwise done in North America. Real quick, real quick, because um, uh, I got I got to push you off so we can keep moving here. But no, you're fine. But you know, do you have any favorite films of the summer that you saw? Oh, uh, well, I think Shang-Chi was my favorite blockbuster movie of the summer by far, frankly. 
because frankly, I wasn't all that into most of the big, big movies that were offered up theatrically this year. I, I liked Suicide Squad. I didn't like it as much as everyone else did, but good is not the enemy of perfect. But in terms of non-blockbustery films, I, you know, Malignant, which was a lot of fun. And quite frankly, I'd been hearing mediocre to bad buzz about this one for like a year and change. And the preview certainly didn't do the movie any favors. And it turned out to be a wacko, bonkers, bananas, kick in the butt. Um, you know, it was James Wan just just partying till dawn and just having a grand old time in the toy store. I enjoyed old in the sense that it was sort of M. Night Shyamalan just goofing off without really anything left to prove. It wasn't some big comeback film. It wasn't, oh, look, another Unbreakable. It was just him having fun. Um, and I think there was a certain relaxation to that. Certainly, I felt rela- more relaxed than I had watching an M. Night Shyamalan film in a long okay. time. Thinking, you know, is this going to be the one that you know, brings him back? Because, you know, for the first time in a long time, man, who cares? All right. Well, Scott, I I, I do appreciate you hopping on. I, I, <laughs> I know you have plenty to say, uh, but we got to we got to keep moving. We got we got other people joining thank in. You, but yeah, thank you for joining in. Always a pleasure. And uh... congratulations on uh, beating me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, thank you, Scott. I'll take my revenge next oh, summer. There you yeah, go. exactly. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. So before we get to more guests, let's get back to let's get back to our our current guest that we have sticking with us. Um, Mark, I haven't heard, haven't heard from you in a bit. Any any thoughts on uh, on the summer in general? Like, what did you take away? What, what, what did you what did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? So my favorite favorite films were mostly little independent pictures i loved coda are we we're talking about like specific films right yeah yeah you, you can blend yeah. in the bigger yeah. ones and the smaller ones that's fine yeah so i i really liked coda because it was a i thought it was a really beautiful portrait of a family um and uh you know a girl and her relationship with her parents i love the green knight i thought it was a spectacular spectacle from david lowry and i think it's the kind of thing that that director does really well it was a very slow and kind of um methodic portrait but i think for that story it really worked um i loved luca pixar's latest i thought that was a beautiful film and i think i would have seen that in a theater if it had it played in theaters um i I thought it was you know ranked up there with a lot of pixar's best films and then the documentary summer of soul i thought was really uh, a spectacular find of this footage from the past uh this concert that i had no idea even existed with some of the biggest names in music. And I thought it was just a, a fascinating portrait um, and and also an interesting commentary on the fact that we didn't know about this and, and that the, um, the moon landing actually happened uh, on one of the days of the concerts and sort of the, the contrast between uh, the people who were there at the concert and, and, and what they thought about the moon landing. And there's just a, a lot of really good, interesting uh, stuff I thought in that film. And then some of my, my least favorites. Oh, you know, actually, I will also call out Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. I thought among blockbusters, uh, I, I thought it was a spectacular uh, film, and it really delivered on everything that I want out of a, a summer blockbuster. The less, least favorite kind of films, um, also a lot of blockbusters. I, I wasn't a fan of Jungle Cruise. Um, Space Jam, A New Legacy, really kind of failed for me. Those are probably the biggest i wasn't really a fan of the conjuring either i i I thought you know it was just kind of generic and and i i didn't really expect a lot of that film but i thought that 
it, it didn't even deliver the very you know basic thing of what I wanted out of it. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I thought it was a good summer. I, I actually I found a lot I enjoyed. You know, there was it was nice to be able to I, I, I I'm going to the theater a lot less, but I, I, I did see some movies in theaters and it was a nice experience to be able to do that again. So that's that's kind of the, a, definitely set this summer uh, apart from last summer. I, I certainly agree in that respect. And there's a lot of films that I I would have liked to have seen certain ways or with, you know, with Anna, which has been somewhat limited uh, just for various reasons. But, uh, you know, the, the, the movies are back so to speak and it's not perfect but there there was there was a lot of quality content out there uh, so i was uh, not upset by that by any means um all right we have we have another we have another drop in here um mr mr jim deets has just joined us jim how are you doing jim hello uh i was a rookie this year i i have no idea how i did and, uh, but I was You're just about glad. to find <laughs> yeah. out. It was, it was it, as they always say, it was nice to be nominated. Well, it was nice to be asked and included. It was very nice. Well, Thank yeah, you. we've uh, we've been going for sure. That. We've been we've been going over everyone's uh, kind of ranking so far, and we've we've established just for the I'll keep I'll keep establishing this core four of us that we have here. Uh, I, I came in second. Mark Hoban came in fourth. Uh, Marcus came in eighth, and Abe, uh, you came in eleventh. And guess what, Abe? Did I tie you with did Jim? You did tie with Jim in 11th place with 44 oh. points. Jim, we didn't come you in did, last. You didn't, you didn't come oh, in well, last. There good. you go. We got that going for you. That's, All that's right, good to um, know. Thank you for so sure. much. Yeah. And just, uh, just a late... But I quitted myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, just a... First try, not bad. Uh, not, just to lay this out for you real quick, uh, Jim, you had Fast 9, Black Widow, Space Jam, Boss Baby, Conjuring, Jungle Cruise, Shang-Chi, Candyman, Quiet Place, Snake Eyes. Uh, so, yeah. You, uh, you, you and Abe fell for the same that same Snake Eyes trap. That's what, that's what happened there. It seems. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be. I, I really, Henry Golding has been spoiling for like a really good solid lead role to launch mm-hmm. him, you know, for a while. I thought this would be it, but it was not in any way. So, well, maybe next it time. It is what it is. But, but uh, Jim, <laughs> while you're here, were there, were there any highlights of the summer you want to point out? Any disappointments? I uh, actually, there were so many. I mean, there were you know the obvious summer releases, but there's so many good documentaries that came out this mm-hmm. summer that just kind of really struck me. You know, uh, Summer of Soul mm-hmm. was astounding, incredible. Uh, Val, the Sparks Brothers, uh, the Roadrunner uh, documentary about uh, mm-hmm. Bourdain, um, just just great. I mean, it's 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 so great to be able to. You know, these places can, you know, these movie, smaller movies can find an audience now with streaming or whatever. But, like, probably my favorite movies of the summer were probably Green Knight and Shang-Chi. Can't go honest. wrong there. Those are good movies. Yeah. <laughs> I really, and I enjoyed Pig a lot, too. I, I thought Pig was Yeah, Marcus, fun. Marcus, you can't stop talking about Pig, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was my favorite movie of the year. I'm, but, um, ending, I'm ending my my uh, my top ten now with Pig. The the one scene where where uh, Cage <laughs> talks to the chef the successful chef at the table in his restaurant, mm-hmm. it's like a five minute scene, but it's just astoundingly good acting. It's really good, really good movie. And it was brutal. It, it was it was brutal. It was like where you know, it caused him to like totally reassess his entire <laughs> life in just a few sentences. It but Jim, great. I didn't even think of this as a professional chef. Of course, you must have had opinions on Pig as well as as far as the gourmet oh, totally. cooking going on. I mean, here. that's why. Well, that's why I love the Roadrunner documentary mm-hmm, sure. as well. I mean, Bourdain, oh, Bourdain was a big influence on me, and you know, the whole ne'er do well, finding their way into the kitchen and working their way up—that's my life. So, I really enjoyed that one a lot too. 
Uh, and that and that was really surprising. It just came out of nowhere for me, but I really enjoyed that. Yeah, they're good. To play. Um, and I ju- and I just saw. Um, oh my God, I'm gonna Ghost of the Wasteland. Wait, uh, um, pr- pri- prisoners, no, no, of, prisoners of, go- of the Ghostland. Pris- prisoners <laughs> uh, okay. of the Ghostland. I'm sorry, I watched it late last night. <laughs> that Did was, you enjoy uh, it? Wow, that was amazing. It. Um, <laughs> was... I, I'm aware because I saw that at Sundance, and I'm aware there's a, there's a sequence in the Sundance version that's not in this one where there's a whole like samurai sword fight with Nicholas. Cage. This is just fun to say without any context. A whole samurai sword fight with Nicholas Cage against a bunch of like you know people in this small town and in sundance it was set to time in the bottle um and mm. if i'm not mistaken jim is that that's not present in this version if, if i'm correct yeah no. which no not the version which is I a saw. shame i got some on yeah, which is a shame i mean i got i understand there's a music rights thing for a you know fairly you know the movie that it is i can mm. get why it wouldn't be in there but it's just that that was a scene where it's like oh that sucks that that's not in there anymore but yeah it does have it has a lot of crazy stuff going on in that one as far as Absolutely. nick cage is, is crossing spectrums <laughs> this year as far as his, <laughs> his stuff goes um any uh any less than stellar uh things that you saw you weren't too fond of snake eyes probably would be my biggest disappointment <laughs> i really thought that was gonna like you know just like you abe i thought that was gonna be uh like a launching pad i thought it was yeah. gonna be a really big summer uh temple but uh, and i guess uh you know I, we can always cr- uh sort of use the excuse of you know it kind of came to theaters whenever it was kind of slowly coming back but i overall yeah. it just also wasn't a great movie yeah, i was gonna say it was a disappointing movie was, yeah <laughs> uh, i just you know seeing that and seeing like just a month or so later seeing all the action uh sequences in chung chi which is yeah like, like yeah day. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody knows what they're doing here anyway Mm-hmm. But no, nothing so so disappointing. Um, I know um, my my uh, um, I really enjoyed Candyman a lot. That's another one I wanted to shout out. I know I sound very positive, but it's a positive summer. There are a lot of good. It's good. It's good to be positive. We could summer. use positivity around here. Let me tell you. It's, it's yeah, absolutely. I mean, why 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 poop on things? I mean, it's just it, it was a good summer for movies. Mm-hmm. You know, even as as unorthodox, of course, and as how topsy turvy the world is and everything. It's still. I mean, there were a lot of really great solid summer movies well jim I, I thank you for stopping by with us and telling us if you're thoughts here. uh we're gonna just glad i did come in last i'm so always <laughs> always a good place to Team be 11th yeah. place. <laughs> you and me abe will be down on the very lowest podium <laughs> showering ourselves with champ- champagne exactly biting the metal okay well, thanks jim <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon thanks yeah. guys bye now all right before we hear from somebody else here let's get to marcus marcus where were you some of your highlights for the summer um okay so some of my highlights were luca luca still if i had to make a list now luca would be my number one film um and i i'm really in agreement with mark like if it, i would have seen this in, in in a movie theater and i've only seen one movie in a movie theater this this summer so, um, yeah, Which I was really was? Into that. and uh, Candyman. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one I was on. Um, so you, you haven't seen uh, Shang-Chi? Or you yet. did see it? I did not see it. He knew it was gonna me- he knew it was gonna, gonna mess up his summer but... gamble because he had he had he had, he had Space <laughs> yeah. Jam at number three at number I, two. <laughs> I think Mark had DM'd me saying, "Why not Shang like?" <laughs> Why did you leave Shang Chi oh, off? 
This was right after you made yeah, the list. Yeah, right a- after I made the list. Yeah, or like you left Ching Chi low or something. And I'm like, I said so- well, yeah, I had yeah. <laughs> like 10 or 9 or something. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, we all know I'm not very good at games. So let's you did Ching great the last time we did I this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so Luca. Uh, Candyman, I was super impressed with. Also, um, actually, I, 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 it'll go for my surprise as well. I was surprised on how well A Quiet Place 2 worked mm-hmm. for me. Um, I wasn't – I think a- Aaron I'm with Abe you. Abe and I are famously not super saying. high on A Quiet Place. Like okay, <laughs> yeah, on A Quiet Place Even 1. Mark, like Mark everybody I think was you're like pretty away, average on the first Quiet Place 2, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. I actually, I liked, um, A Quiet Place Part 2 yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, we, we yeah, all kind of quite did. a bit, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was very impressed and with how well it worked and very impressed on what the focus was. They, they, they put the entire focus, they changed the main character, I mean, they have to, but the main character being the, the daughter was just an inspired move. So, I, those are the two, my two big standouts for summer movie uh, that that or th- three that I was really really impressed with that, that I saw. Do you want me to go with disappointments yeah, or anything? Yeah. Go for it. What 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 were you oh, not the, into? Okay. So the worst movie that I saw uh, uh, was Conjuring. Um, the devil maybe do it. Was it Conjuring Ten or something? Yeah. Conjuring it, it, Ten. You know it 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 really. <laughs> I, I've been hearing people say, you know, it wasn't that bad or, you know, in the scheme of things, in the in the Conjuring universe. And yeah, it, it was just really boring. And it was just a series of missed opportunities. And it just, it, you know, to me, it highlights how boring Ed and Lorraine Warren's characters are. And I just didn't need to, to see that. that. That's my that was my whole thing. Like the. That it seems like the focus is just really on their lifestyle and their and I really don't care. They're just really boring characters. Um, I, I can't so that, that was the worst one. Hit, I can't believe that movie hit number seven. I mean, even I didn't even put it yeah. in my top ten. And then if I had seen it, I would have even been more secure in it. And it 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 did so well. And it did do well. Good. Like I was surprised. I mean, it's a yeah, it's, it's a billion dollar franchise, guys. I mean, it's not it's not it too is. unlikely that the Conjuring movie would do well. And I think I, I did. I think I did. I don't know. I'm not looking at my list now, but I think I did have it on my list. I'm sure the book of Under you have it. Saw franchise is a billion dollar franchise too, and that didn't well, the Saw well. franchise ended years ago, and this is like an attempt to bring it back, and it <laughs> ended because it was starting to do badly. Where the Conjuring has been going and has been successful over and over again, like it, it, there's a difference. Okay. Or because you had it as a dark yeah. horse. Okay, I had it as a dark horse. Okay, yeah, I, I, I was really, really disappointed. I, All of us I had mean, it as a dark horse. I don't horse, know that I expected a whole lot, but I, I, for what I got, it was just, it was the worst movie that I think I saw this summer. Um, did yeah. you see Jungle Cruise? <laughs> I did see Jungle Cruise, and it was, oh. it was, it was what it was. But I, you know, it's hard for me, you know. If it has the rock in it, it's hard for me to not find something in it. But you're, you're right. Jungle Cruise is not. You know, I I I didn't mind that skyscraper movie he did, and I know that was bad. But you know, I, The Conjuring to me was just bad. Like it was, it was, it was not. It wasn't even boring. It was just bad. Um, because I could say disappointments or Space Jam, but I, you know, I didn't really. If you wanted to do a whole segment on on my thoughts on Space Jam, I, I think I think the problem with Space Jam. 
other than people not really loving LeBron James and it coming, you know, the Lakers being on my conspiracy theories, whatever. Um, <laughs> are that, you, you that, overthought. That, that, that um, I think the Looney Tunes are irrelevant. And I think that making the Looney, okay, so it's not like Mickey Mouse. No, there's, no, there's no Disney I would say it's so much irrelevant. It's just, the it, it's just, they're, they're not really in the movie that much. That was part of the issue. No, 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 no. Well, he, yeah, that's also true. But they're, I believe that they're, they're irrelevant. And what that does is that puts all the pressure on LeBron James, not the most charismatic guy for more than 30-second commercials. And you're putting all the pressure on him. And I would have, I would think if, if, if Michael Jordan was in the same position and the Looney Tunes were still irrelevant or they were taking some kind of Steamboat Willie stuff and teaming him up with, with – uh, 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 Michael Jordan. Then Michael Jordan had to carry that movie, and it would have been a dud too. I, I, I just, I don't. I think they're so. I don't. I think there's people of a certain age that have no clue who Bugs Bunny is. To be honest with you. So that was my. That's my take. I, I think it was kind of. Once I started watching it, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a failure. I, I laughed a few times, but it's not, it, it's gonna be a failure. And it, and I didn't think it was as bad as everybody. I think I, I've heard some like it's unwatchable and stuff. It's, what are we it's talking not, about? It's still just... Space Jam. Space I mean, if you want, yeah. uh, if you want to talk about what I think is the worst movie of the summer, it is Space Jam: A New Legacy. I think it's awful. It's just, I, I think it's, it is an awful it's movie. Not. It's not. It's it's watch. It, it's watchable and it gets watchable doesn't mean anything end. to me. Everything's I mean, watchable. <laughs> I have eyes and a television that makes it watchable. Space Jam is awful. No, because you could turn it off. Because you could. Turn I would have turned it off it, if I wasn't doing a podcast to review Space Jam: A New Legacy. <laughs> Conjuring is much worse. It's it's much more flawed. Space Jam gets better. <laughs> Space Jam gets better with with in in what's it, a two hour runtime or something like that. The last hour of it is not the last horrible. hour. But it's worse. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, that, that it's game that lasts for an hour and it's never that exciting. <laughs> like it's and it's, yeah, and it's just distracting the, with all those people the... in the background, like over overdoing yeah, the, the extra that, stuff. That's. That's where oh I it finally achieved. When the, the, the characters from um, uh, A Clockwork Orange, when I was able to see them in the background, I'm like, what is this? Okay, well, you're, and it's just, yeah, and it's just, and it's aesthetically to, ugly. Like, it's an ugly movie. That's the other okay. problem too. <laughs> I agree with that. No, 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 no. I, I do, I do agree with that. I just think there's more problem. It, it couldn't be. You can have. I think you can have this movie have its aesthetic flaws that are major and still have kind of an entertaining movie. And I think it. They, there just was no. It. They there missed. Was no entertainment. Missed, I agree. They. <laughs> They said, hey, we're going to put Bugs Bunny in a film with LeBron James, and on paper, maybe that sounds semi-interesting, okay. but then once you start going with it, it's like, who the – if I'm I feel like you're arguing for our side now. I know that if, if – <laughs> I, I, no, 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 no. I, 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 for this sure. I'm becoming a podcast about Space Jam. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, yeah. leave it, I'll leave it alone. I just didn't think it was a bad movie. It, it's one of those movies where it's like I, I'm bored with it kind so I would never watch it again. But it's—I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. Oh, I, well, I, I definitely would. Like, it's beyond just disappointment because it's like I—and I'll move on. I'll move on from Space Jam. But it's like I was 
more or less looking forward to it because like sure why not why not get more looney tunes and a basketball player that's, that's, that's that seems like an easy right. e- that seems like an easy layup of a movie right and no it was it was yeah but it's nostalgia for 40 year olds and i don't i don't think I, that's one of its many that. problems it's, it's a nostalgia for 40 year olds and it's bad nostalgia uh, it's not good for kids because yeah they don't know biggest, they don't care about the looney tunes i think that's his biggest the problem. film has no room for the looney tunes lebron's a terrible actor in this when he showed promise and other things like there's a list of problems i got with this yeah well mark how are you doing (laughs) (laughs) there are other bad movies i saw by the way (laughs) okay mark and i are just gonna have our own separate conversation over by the fireplace hey what were some of your highlights of the summer certainly some of the highlights uh you guys nailed it green knight um that was one where i was completely blown away i mean we talked about it in our ninth episode and i think we could probably talk another hour and a half on it if we wanted to um like that episode already was like two hours long or something like that but what there was. What do you think of Space Jam? <laughs> what? <laughs> Marcus. I, every, everything that you guys said about Space Jam, I basically I'm agree kidding. with. Um, I'm kidding. But <laughs> The Green Knight was one where I was. I, I, I'm waiting for that to get a little bit cheaper on the VOD uh, so that I could watch it again um, because there's just a lot of uh, poetry in motion there. Uh, Shang-Chi, obviously, as well. And then you guys brought up again Luca. That's a movie that I've seen like five or six times it's a very breezy pixar watch it's very like uh like the way that it is animated the color scheme like the story the plot uh, the characters i i'm a big fan of them so i've seen that movie a lot over the course of the summer and yeah i mean the highlights are the highlights but the low lights you know it's weird because we're as as we watch more things at home on home televisions and home theaters um I don't know if I remember as much, which is a bad thing, because usually I'm just like, yeah, no, that, that was a good movie. That was, and I was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that there was old that we saw. Not not old is just an example. It's like, that's a, you know, oh, yeah, that was Summertime or uh, something like Val, which came out and I, I loved it a lot. And I shouted it out on our quickies. But, yeah, there certainly are a lot of uh, smaller independent movies like what Mark Hoban mentioned earlier on um, that were really good this summer as well. But. Over, you guys had – I forget, might have been Scott or Jim. Um, it is a strong summer, and even though we didn't go to the theater as often as we usually do, uh, there were still a lot of really good movies that are being produced and, and distributed. I mean, you... But gun to your head, what was the worst film you saw this summer? <laughs> gun to my head, the worst Well, because you didn't pick anything. Don't you know? Yeah, where, where basically I was like, I can't well, wait besides... to turn this off. Oh, okay. I mean, no, I mean, I, I that's, that's a uh, – <laughs> I don't know if there was anything that was like, this is the worst movie I've seen in my life. But there was like, uh, I forget. There oh, was the one summer. where I was like, this is such a, a terrible movie. And um, I, have I don't a few think of it those. was like. How about The Woman in the Window? Let's talk it's about awful. that. The Woman in <laughs> yeah, the that's, Window. I mean, I, that's see? on the list. I have like five. Or... <laughs> I know. Aaron, yeah. Aaron hates it. So. it yeah. No, I, I'm trying to remember what it was. It might have been, it might have been Reminiscence, where it's like, this isn't a very good movie. Like, I appreciate what it's trying to do, but all of its execution is just really falling flat. So I, I, I might have been super bored with that one. Aaron, what about you? What were some of your highlights? My highlights are great. Uh, I mean, you guys have mentioned Luca. Um, the Mitchells versus the Machines was, uh, I mean, fantastic. That came out of the well, summer? That was, that was, was that, summer, April? Though, was was that the end of April? I don't know. But yeah, even if it was summer, summer, this is to my point of, like, there's just so many movies that came out. I mean, I thought, hold on. I'm pretty sure it was, it was April. It was Mitchell's. April 30th. That's why. 
I mean, it's like, okay. So Reddit, it's that's right. Think of. Yeah. I mean, but I mean that it it has stuck because I've watched it several times since then. So it's like it just kind of sticks out as like summer movie. But regardless, yeah. I mean, Summer of Soul, obviously, I mentioned that many times this summer. I've seen it many times at this point. Mm-hmm. It's a very watchable movie. I want to talk about watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it's it's absolutely wow. fantastic for a variety of reasons. The Green Knight as well is one that's lingered in my mind. I really like In the Heights. I mean, I was a huge fan of what of In the Heights. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's great. It's in my top five currently. Like, I really liked it. Uh, Soderbergh just dropped in with no sudden move, and obviously I was there for it. So like, <laughs> I mean, that movie rules. Uh, just a great cast all around. Don Cheadle doing his thing. Benicio del Toro, like just some really good stuff there. And the Suicide Squad, as far as like the blockbusters go, like I I really liked James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which isn't a you know a shocking thing to say. I think it just it did it did what that premise requires leagues better than David Ayer's Suicide Squad, and so like I was just very very happy <laughs> with that definitely an improvement. And, i mean i mean shang chi is really good too shang chi <laughs> i mean i black widow did very little for me uh so i was very happy that shang chi and especially you know not like you have black widow and the marvel shows that have been dropping all year and i like some of them more than others but each of them has like similar issues so it just kind of like even if there's like a few big highs they're just kind of like okay there's this thing that's continuing this universe but they're not blowing me away shang chi was like okay good i can be excited about the marvel movies again not just like them coming out weekly i can actually see one of these movies and be like yeah this is like a lot better than i expected especially because those trailers are pretty lackluster so shang chi that did the job some other like surprise like i mean i wouldn't say like i did i wasn't like huge on cruella but i did i was surprised by it more than i wasn't like it had more going on than just being this kind of you know this product that disney put out like i there's had some style to it it had some clever moves going on with the direction like i i you know i enjoyed it i thought it was fun and uh the tomorrow war the tomorrow war i thought was super fun i uh, i oh, i yeah. really like the tomorrow war it really it it's it's rare for a movie to capture like energy like independence day like i feel like that's somehow that's very hard to replicate i'm not saying the tomorrow war is as good as independence day but the fact that it like it was able to balance its tone in a way that reminded me of that specifically. I was like, good, good on you, Tomorrow War. Good job. I uh, I appreciated that. And Chris Pratt he was is good, good. He, he felt more at home there than he doesn't like the Jurassic movies. I do think he, it's that's more of the yeah. kind of role he can handle. He, when, when he's good, he has that Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. you know, Han Solo kind of charisma. Um, or, you know, at least he, he, he sort of minds yeah. that and i, I like that that worked him. and like sam richardson's in there and he's fun and jk you know jk simmons is always you know enjoyable yeah. so it's like yeah just a lot of stuff going i like the alien design like, he's had a lot of stuff i, I really liked what the tomorrow war is doing mm-hmm. uh and like we i think we all most of us all saw this fear the fear street trilogy kind of came out of nowhere right and kind of took yeah. over for a while uh i would say any of those are amazing but it's certainly like they held my attention they were there they did the job I think that second one was really Yeah, that second one is strong. I I think the second one was my favorite of the bunch Mm -hmm. there. But I I liked how it ended. Like, it closed itself out pretty well. I was was happy with that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm trying to see who else is ready here. Because there's one person I know is going to be on, but I'm trying to see who else wants to be on as far as guests go. So we can still talk about the summer. Mark, uh, it wasn't, like, gun to my head. It was, like, the worst movie. But um, I had a lot of laughs with Wrath the Man. It was just like, why is this heavy cello music here? Why did he get a job for three months just to like burrow himself in with the with the bad guys? Like, there's just so many like questions as to 
the the character decisions of this person but you know that wasn't like the worst movie necessarily but it was certainly one where i was kind of frustrated with it okay i don't think that was summer but that no, was that was that was, that was the beginning of may that was, a, that was, was like the first week early. of may and it uh it did quite good it's it was like it's like the third biggest jason state the movie at all like as far as like him leading like wow. him leading like not yeah, him like you know like an ensemble cast but not but his is like, him is like the lead star of the movie it's like the it's behind like i think transporter 2 and like one, one oh. other movie can we uh, we we haven't talked about free guy Let's talk about and it. i yeah. just want to go on and i want to go on record first of all i was one of two people in the entire group that actually put free guy in their top 10 because i saw the trailer and thought that looks like a top 10 movie so and i was right i, I should have even placed it higher i, I placed free it guys one of the seven. is the biggest basically the biggest surprise of the summer as far as the box yeah, that, that was a surprise like beyond me, having yeah. good reviews which i expected that they would be fine but i mean people wanted to go and see it which you know that says a lot uh, some for something original, no less. Uh, that you know that 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 speaks very positively uh, about like, hey, you know, we can make make something that's not the same as everything else. And guess what? People actually wanted to go see that movie. Um, that doesn't always happen, but in the case of Free Guy, it did. It, it had a likable premise that was understandable. Yeah, people went for it, and yeah, it landed landed in fourth place uh, worldwide. Yeah, so. and Mark, kudos to you for like not putting it like timidly at tenth or ninth. Solidly like seventh place. Who Good else job. had it in their top ten? I'm trying it, to see. Uh, Yancey. Yeah. Because I remember this because right after you gave us the list and said, "Here's how everyone did," or you know, I'm sorry, how everyone chose their picks. I wanted to see what everyone did, and I I noticed that I was one of the only people that picked Free Guy, and that was the only thing that stuck out to me. Like maybe I made a mistake, but it just looked like a, a it looked like a blockbuster to me, like it something that might do well. And it is. <laughs> and it did yeah that aviation gin really kept mm-hmm. you in um let's see what i mean <laughs> um because i don't want to like pivot right back to negative again because i can move over someone more in the negative one. <laughs> were there any were there any surprises like mark did you have any surprises beyond free i mean and you like uh, free guy right yeah i like i think other people like free guy more than i did i would agree but, uh, but i i thought yeah it was kind of it was a little chaotic for me but but it, yeah um surprises um you know we're not i i didn't give it a a rave review but this movie really kind of flopped at the box office and i actually thought it had a pretty good performance in it uh and that is respect with uh jennifer hudson playing aretha franklin it really kind of came and went and and there really didn't get much mentioned but uh she really i really like her as a singer and i think she's also an interesting personality if she's lived a difficult life she's had some uh, in real life uh jennifer hudson has has gone through some difficult times and i think she somehow mined that experience for this role and and she's also does a good job at singing aretha franklin's uh music so i i was impressed with her performance again i didn't think the movie itself was great it's one of these standard sort of you know kind of behind the music type biopics but i do think that she did bring her a game to the film and i I thought she's worth mentioning i so i haven't seen respect (laughs) because at this point the screening times just didn't line up for me to see it and i'm just thinking i'll get the copy of this around award season and i'll see it then because i just i i assume that the performances are good but it's just i've seen this movie Okay. Yeah, I I don't suspect you're going to be uh, you're going to be surprised by it. But I I did think that Jennifer Hudson was good. That was the surprise good. for me. This is like 
Bohemian Rhapsody? I feel uh, like she's probably singing her Yeah, the, the fact that she sings the songs oh, is already for, a step up sure right there. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like... Uh, I mean, I, I, I liked Bohemian Rhapsody, but... Um, it's not innovative like Rocket Man was more innovative uh, in the way it was telling. So it's, yeah. I, I would I would suspect you may like it more than uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, but less than Rocket Man. Fair, okay. entirely fair. Well, we got another person joining us here. We have Mr. Brandon Peters of the Brandon Peters Show. Hello. How are you doing, Brandon? Hey. Not too bad. Thanks for uh, having me well, here. Well, glad to have you on board here. Uh, we've been going over our, our favorites of the summer and uh, non-favorites and why Mark is wrong about Space Jam. So besides that, we obviously have our ranks for the summer gamble here. Just to, just to recap a bit, um, Abe came in at 11th, uh, Mark, Marcus came in at 8th, Mark came in at 4th, and I came in at 2nd place. So, Brandon... You're here now, and I'm going to tell you where you where you ended up in this summer gamble. You ended you ended okay. up in first place with 71 Ooh. points. Whoa! Take that, Hogan. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everywhere I'm coming for you. I finally did it. Wow! I you buy. I guess everyone. I didn't know there was a rivalry I, here. I didn't know there was one. It's <laughs> news to me. Congratulations, Brandon. Congratulations! Yeah, you, you you came out. You win some caramels the next time that Aaron and I see you. Fair. <laughs> For the record, Aaron beats me more. So so you should say in your face, Aaron. I just like that. I, I just like know. that we all figured, we all beat Scott, which makes me really happy. It's really yes. funny. <laughs> Except Abe, but still, you were close. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I didn't come in last. You didn't come in last. You're right. But yes, Brandon, you came out on top this year. So congratulations. Uh, wow. I, okay. I looked. I looked when it ended. I was like, I might do pretty good this year. Well, yeah. You. The the key was that you really nailed the top. Two, one of the keys was you didn't oh, yeah. have. You have space jam you didn't at ten. Have in the heights in your top ten, which was a help right there. And you, yes, you had number. Just me and you both had number ten and number one. So you had on your list. You had mm-hmm. you had F9, Black Widow, Shang Chi, right there. That's three all correct. Corella, Suicide Squad, Jungle Cruise, uh, Peter Rabbit 2, A Quiet Place 2, Conjuring 3, and Space Jam. So, yeah, like, knocking out number one number ten is huge for anybody, because that's that's the most points you can get are from the number ten and number one slots dead on. Um, Peter Rabbit did not make the top ten, though, right? It, it was, was very 11. close. It was 11, yes. Right. It was Because worldwide, it was making that money. Uh, <laughs> but, um, right. Worldwide. It was <laughs> making that money. But, um, but no, you... you you did, obviously, you did a great job. You got number one. So, Brandon, uh, any highlights of the summer you want to mention? Any favorite films that you saw? Uh, I like The Green Knight a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, most of the summer was just like, a lot of it was like, yeah, that's, that's okay. I did, uh, The Suicide Squad was really cool. Ah, man, now I'm on the spot and I am just it's all right. on it. Uh, what did you think of Space Jam? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, I I don't I I have a I have to do the 4K review of it because uh, my kids liked it a little bit and uh, wow. I have to give it like at least a half star right. <laughs> do your kids know who Bugs Bunny is? That's uh, that's the they do. question. They do. They do. Um, you don't have to know who Bugs Bunny. They is, do though, have so... to know who Bugs Bunny and to watch no, the movie. They... No, yes, they you don't. don't. I mean, they I do. know who Bugs like, Bunny like is. Just... And... 
complicated backstory <laughs> exactly. that you need to understand. You have to know who that character he's walking into. Let me tell you, Marcus, let me say something. Have... I, I know who Bugs Bunny is, and by the end of that movie, he makes a choice that made no sense to me based off who I know Bugs Bunny to be. So I, I don't know if knowing him helps at all in this movie. <laughs> What? Well, actually, a highlight. Um, uh, like uh, I just saw it recently, so I didn't see it in theaters. But I really liked Zola. Okay. Hmm. okay. That was a yeah. wild, fun one. Uh, that if you, I mean, if you were into Spring Breakers, I can't see you not liking Zola. But it's got mm. that kind of same kind of energy. Only to, to check it, it out. Uh, based off a of Twitter feed. Oddly enough, it's like, hey, guess what? You might hate this. And I was like, nope, I, I like Zola. So I, I'll throw that one up there. Any uh, any uh, disappointments or clunkers that you just weren't a fan of? No, oh, Reminiscence <laughs> was probably the worst <laughs> thing. I, I can't stop talking about how boring and Hugh Jackman reads book on tape. That's how I described that movie. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that one... Um, I, I, you know, not that I was expecting a whole lot from it, but Spiral, because um, they're trying to sell That's this like, oh, look, yeah. we got this, we got this, uh, this new saw, we're doing all this. And it was like just as good as the last one that they, I guess they were trying to distance themselves from and similar to it. So it was a yeah, little like there's... more, I mean, they had to hold, they had to scale back because of the rating, but it was a little, it was gorier than the last one. It tried to, because you had Darren Lindbowsman back in the director's chair, so it could. Right. Uh, it, it was light, yeah. It was light on the kills, and I did like the the comedic energy that Rock tried to put in there, but his dramatic energy was unintentionally comedic. And as it had well. like a budget, so it could like look nicer to a degree. <laughs> like it, like there yeah. was there were sets, <laughs> like in places they went, there were locations. So that was something. But there were the, the, the it did though the flashbacks, facial hair and stuff. And wigs were hilarious, so I will give that movie that. Yes, they were hilarious, but like after watching Shang Chi, it's like, well, Tony Long just looks like Tony Long all the time, and so like this is this is our excuse for <laughs> Sam mm-hmm. Jackson and Chris Rock is like ten years younger than they are, whatever. Like this is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the bangs on um, what's her name that they added? It's good, good stuff. You know, uh, of the of all of us, we haven't talked about the number one movie of the summer, which is F Nine: The Fast Saga. And I know mm-hmm. all of us have varying levels of relationships with the Fast and Furious uh, franchise, but uh, Brandon, how about, you? Where, how about you? Where were you with, with F9, the biggest movie of the summer worldwide? The movies. I mean, I, I was fine with Like, at this point with these movies, they are what they are. So you were either on board with them the whole way through or you're kind of realizing you might have been going to see movies because everybody else was. And there are some and there was an apex there with Fast Five six seven like right around there but right now i I, i'm glad justin lynn's back because it works better when he's there but um it's just like it's dom and the gang going out they're pushing the levels of ridiculousness uh on car action and you're either into the melodrama soap opera stuff or you're on your way checking out but people still going it's still making lots of money Marcus, how about you? This one's 100% Kevin Hart free compared yeah. to the last Fast and Furious movie. No, 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 you're right. It's it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I, I feel the same. I feel the same way. I, I feel like it, it, ha- it had a really high point on five, six, and seven, and then this was kind of just. It was fine. I think I, I knew, I knew what I was going getting into, and I got it. I, yeah, that's that's. I guess that's a good thing. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> 
for yeah for fast nine yeah it's, it's, i can see why it's making a a million dollars because it's it's you know, it's people love this movie and they love whatever they they want to see fast cars go fast you know so. and fly and hang off strings and stuff apparently but mark where are you with fast like i feel like i forget where you are with the fast and furious franchise like are you a generally a fan of these movies uh, i like them fine i i think i would think it was the seventh and the was it the sixth and the seventh that i liked the most um but the uh, this most recent one I, I, I gave it a marginal thumbs up, but I wasn't, you know, like wowed by it. I think one of the things about these films is that intelligence is not your friend. And the more you apply logic, then the less you're going to enjoy it. So, I mean, we're nine chapters into this series and we're only just learning now that Dom has a brother. Yeah. So, you know, I and <laughs> I really Imagine I remember, Fast and Furious 18 is going to tell us. Right. And then I, I learned that, you know, there, there's so many characters and details and I, I wish they would just it's so convoluted. I, I don't think it's necessary. Um, I mean, it's like almost like an episode of like Dallas or Dynasty with all the different like, uh, you know, inter connected relationships <laughs> I, I just want to see i mean i want to see car racing and it's not even really about that anymore i mean i'd but, say the same about um, the marvel franchise as far as having all these different tangled webs of relationships or what have you and pe people like it maybe they're, they're not going to scale back if people keep responding to it those, yeah. but those do those those do the action scenes better like what, I the, mean, Mar the marvel the movies marvel yeah like i think that that scene in shang chi where he's on the bus is beats anything that i saw in fast nine well, he brings up Shang-Chi, but what about Black Widow? <laughs> yeah, Black Widow. So, I, I mean, I thought Black Widow was fine. I enjoyed it. I mean, but, but I, I, action scene-wise. I'm trying to rack my mind right now. I'm thinking, so, like, yes, that would save because just because Fast Furious is at least practical action, where I, I'm trying to, like, Shang-Chi yeah, is the, so, it's the, the, look, one of the best Marvel movies as far as of action by default, just because most of Marvel's action is just CG stuff flying around. Right. Well, I, what I liked about Black Widow was the relationship between um, Natasha and her sister. I, I thought... Mm there and and they're sort of mocking well, sure that's a, that's a different and conversation that, that's a conversation about the quality of that the was, movie well i mean that's what i liked about that's what i like about those films and i think the fast nine doesn't have that and it doesn't have the action as as much as you know i like in marvel i think it's fine i think i thought it 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 coasted along on good fast nine coasted along on good natured humor it never really gives you a chance to think and i i, I think you know that's a good thing <laughs> thinking it's not your friend that's 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 the quote. Great pull quote. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Looking at some of the other um, successes of the summer, we haven't talked about Jungle Cruise very much at all. Um, I, Mark, I'm, I'm aware you're not the biggest fan of Jungle Cruise. I, right. I picked. I hated, hated, <laughs> hated that film. <laughs> you're saying it's as bad as Space Jam: A New Legacy. I get it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I would. Say, I, I liked it enough, but I would say I was disappointed just because I was hoping for more like i think there was a, a there's enough there to be like yeah we can make a fun like a new mummy like they're clearly trying to go for and instead it just was kind of on rails like the ride yeah, and a lot of mummy a lot of pirates in it but lesser than both mm -hmm. yeah that's really and, and so much cgi i mean just you know the the yeah, the the leopard was CGI. The um, what are the at the end CGI snakes burst out of the zombie. Not the end. That's the midway point where they're like, we'll just give up on most of this and add these characters through the rest of the movie, and that's when it that's, that's when it lost where, me. That's where Mark left. That's pretty much where it lost yeah, me. They're, like they're... I still enjoyed the the blunt rock chemistry, but that halfway point yeah. where you learn more about who the rock's character is, 
it just kind of like, all right, and I stopped being as invested as I was trying to be. It, no, it, it starts off kind of hot and then just lulls mm-hmm. down to mm-hmm. the finale. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, that first third or the first third of the movie is probably the best. I think I was the only one that wasn't really expecting any. I like I was going into it with super low expectations. And now you're going to get a second one, Marcus. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Jungle cruises. <laughs> that's where the rock jumps from boat to boat. I know. That's what I saw. <laughs> also, it it doesn't help that Jungle Cruise is you know kind of similar to the African Queen, which is infinitely better. I mean, it's not even in the and same. The, and the kids, the universe. kids can't stop talking about African Queen, so they are like, "Oh my God, this mm-hmm. is not the same." They're like that Humphrey Bogart. Like, if what they a charming guy. if they saw it, they would realize that it's a much better film. <laughs> You know they would not. No, they would not. We, you don't know they would. Have to, we don't even have to stop with that. I mean, there's Raiders Lost Ark, Romancing the Stone, and Brandon. even The Mummy, which I think is, is kind of a mediocre uh, uh, riff what do you, on What theaters. do your kids think of African Queens? Oh, oh, my kid, we just uh, we just watched it for like the fourth time. Which one of those nonstop? I will say though, my, I'm not my... reviewing the film as a kid. I'm reviewing it the film as me. And yeah. me, I liked African. My my daughter who is seven so close to mark's age was <laughs> blown over. like she loved jungle cruise and i was like all right it was surprised me we take her movies all the time but that one she was just like i want to watch it again can we get it on disney plus all right and like please papa the pay the so, 30 dollars like, i know i said i said we, we will not be we, we just went to the theater side so you can wait till it comes up 4k but um yeah she really that one struck with her really well so I don't know what it was, but <laughs> hey, it was a hu- uh, huge hit. So I know yeah. millions loved it. Two hundred and four millions, <laughs> good <laughs> enough for seventh place. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, what what else is? I mean, I for the record, for the other like bad movies I saw besides Space Jam Two and New Legacy, uh, the the Hitman's <laughs> Wife Bodyguard was awful. Um, Infinite. Those Infinite, price. that Mark Wahlberg movie that like you don't know about because it went to Paramount Plus and that was announced a week before it opened. Uh, that's awful. It's a terrible movie. Uh, and yeah, of course the women, in the, the woman in the window is. It's 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 that's a lot of garbage. That's that's a lot of garbage for a lot of talented people to be involved with. It's impressive uh, how bad that movie is, and it's not surprised that it got delayed for like a year and a half before it unceremoniously got dumped onto Netflix, uh, where it was then forgotten again. <laughs> that was, I guess, that was supposed to be a Disney movie originally. What the woman in the window? I did. I, I think the woman in the window was actually going to be released by oh, Disney. No, it was a, and then okay, they sold... it was a Fox movie, and then the merger happened, um, mm. and that shifted a lot of things okay. around. <laughs> that said, it's the kind of thing where even when the mergers happen, if the movie's hot, if the movie's like you know good and getting good response, they're not going to wait a year and a half to be like, okay, now we can finally release this. <laughs> like they'd work to get that done. That's happened with other movies that were tracking well. They got something like Ad Astra, which was like the last bit. That and like Ford versus Ferrari, which were like the last big Fox movies before Disney took over. If they wanted to delay those because of the merger, they would have delayed them, but they knew what they had. This one is like, which would have come out the same year as those movies. Just It's just straight bad. <laughs> like, and they knew it. So, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, Don't Breathe 2 also. Uh, not, 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 not good. No, that was bad. That was a bad movie. He atoned for his mistakes in the first <laughs> one. <laughs> No, semen no, stealing. No, he too. did not. Yes, he did not do yes, that at he, all. Is he a good guy in this one? <laughs> he's the he's the person you're supposed to root for in this he's, one. He's Are there good animal. reasons as to why? Nope. <laughs> but it, it exists. Oh. No, no explanation. <laughs> yeah. 
he just decided to, to you know, the first one was just too they bad. They call that an anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. uh, Aaron, now that we've had all the guests, what were what was the full list of That is a bottom? good question. So here it is. Here is the full list of how everyone ranked in the Summer Movie Gamble 9, Rise of Summer. <laughs> First, lastly, in, in, very, in very last place, we had Adam Gentry with 28 points. Oh, that's a former champion. He, is, he's a, he was the first champion, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Hard the hard fall. fall, very hard. And I mean, oh, he's been at both yeah. ends. I mean, right away he had In the Heights, Peter Rabbit, and Spiral as his 10, 9, and 8. So that 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 just ruined it, a lot of things right there, and it, it didn't get better. Uh, he 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 made a bold move by having Shang Chi at number one, which that's a bold move. It it is, and it's I respect it, but it did not pan out. Uh, very well. So being the only person uh, that did not have Fast Nine at number one, that certainly hurt him. Um, at number, I won't do this for everybody, but Adam, <laughs> I, we, Adam's a Adam's a good friend of ours on this show, and he spends some time, gonna, spend some time gonna, in that. Yeah. Take up for Adam in just one thing. There is a very good chance, and I think it will happen. Shang Chi will be number one in the domestic box office. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's like. Four, I think it's four million away. It's not at the domestic box office. No, Shang Chi has. So I'm looking at the numbers. I see 183 million for domestic for Black Widow and 177. Oh, I put the wrong. I, I put the the decimal places in the wrong place. That's why. Yeah. No, you're right. It's good. Yeah, it's gonna pass Black Widow. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the. I said the domestic. I didn't pay nearly enough attention to because I was looking at the worldwide the whole time. But. Uh, Right, worldwide. I mean, it's it's, and fast it's and worldwide. It's still gonna it's still gonna top. Of, it's not done. Like it'll it'll get ahead of Black Widow. So it'll be number two for the. Uh, actually, worldwide is something from China called Hi Mom. Yeah, but... no. I, so that's another thing. I I very I deliberately <laughs> yeah. you, you excluded I, those I very movies, much excluded yeah. the Chinese movies mainly because I just didn't want Scott right. to take over. But incredible. I mean, it's like it's it not, makes me not, like, it's oh. not good for the SEO. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I did it. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, I made it strictly based on Hollywood releases, essentially. Uh, because I, I'm because it's not that's not just high mom. There's like uh, there's like at least two others I believe that were also in the top ten. Yeah, yeah something so, called the Chinese yeah. doctors. It's, it's like three China one. Chinese movies, so it's like and none of us are gonna get a hat chance to see them. Is China remaking De Palma films? Is that what yeah, they're doing? No, they, yeah, they got uh, Chinese sisters coming out next. They, <laughs> you know, I thought of that movie too, Brandon, but yeah. I think they're not even remotely related. No, I, I don't think they are. No. <laughs> But I was like, oh, what? Hi, but this is not a... Of all, of all the films to remake. <laughs> uh, Zhang Yimao was going to make a remake of Phantom of the Paradise, but then he remembered that China can't do ghosts and stuff in their movies, so they said no. Um, all right. So that was number 13. Um, number, number 12, uh, Yancey at 38, 38 points. Um, let's see. Abe, as we established, you and Jim came in 11th. With 44 right. points. Yeah. Uh, 10th place is Mark Hoffmeyer at 46 oh, points. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Mark, who just, uh, his, his wife just gave birth uh, to a child today. Um, Congrats. Yeah. Uh, Scott Mendelson, as we established, at number 9th, near the th- ah! near the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus beat Scott with coming in at number 8. Near the top. Near the top. Yep, if we disregard how math works, sure, you're near the top. Uh, That's fine. We can yeah. do that. Uh, Almost tenth, like Space Jam. In seventh place, we have our other tie. It is with friend. It's well, they're all actually friends of the show. They're on this in this contest. Uh, Jay Cluett and Terrence Johnson with 56 points. That's a tie. a tie. Yep. Okay. Number six is Zaki. Zaki Hassan with 57 points. Uh, Peter Paris at number five of 62 points. Mark Hoban, of course, at number four with 63 points. 
Alan Aguilera came in at third place with 64 points. Top, Top three. three for Alan. I came in at second place with 69 points. And, of course, who came and, in first? <laughs> well, one, one <laughs> host of the Brandon Peters show, Brandon Peters, came in at first place yeah. with 71 points. That's right. Mr. Naptown yeah. himself. Yes. Number one. Yeah. The movies. It took the it took a global competition during a pandemic to win one of these, but hey. Um, hey, we take the wins how we exactly, can get them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Remember when we did the whole world? Brandon won. <laughs> the world. We'll see how things go next year if we want to keep this going. I guess we have to. I do. I, I guess we do have to call you world champion now. Uh huh. The first world. So we champion. call him Mr. Worldwide, oh. but he has to shave his head. That's the that's the compromise. No. Well, I'm already kind of getting there on my own. The shape, so. um, real quick, the the domestic. I mean, we did worldwide because we just weren't, frankly, just weren't sure what the domestic was going to be like, given the state of everything going it on. It could have shut down. It could have shut down yeah. again, exactly. And well, which was a huge possibility. Uh, but the domestic, pretty close race. I mean, Black Widow and F9 is one. It's 182 and 172. Quiet Place Two, as uh, at 160. Shang Chi was third eventually uh and then like the, the little numbers like at you you had suicide squad boss baby like battling it out for number 10 conjuring and space jam battling it out for number eight like there was a lot of <laughs> a lot of tight races there if we went for the domestic box office oh. um let's see other films that came close in the worldwide top 10 wrath of man was right there boss baby was right there peter rabbit uh paw patrol made a lot of money uh it's yeah. still making money it'll probably end up at number twelve by the by the end of all of this, if we, these the, are yeah, these are worldwide figures. figures. Paw Patrol is like the Citizen Kane of dog movies, right? That's what, yes. that's what they say. Yeah, it has a lot a lot of. Di- yeah. Well, in the movie, it's called Bark Bud. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Okay. Uh, Zero dogs died making it, unlike Milo and Otis. There we go. Bang bang. A, um. <laughs> Old was a number 15. The Forever Purge made some money. Hitman's Wise Bodyguard made some money. These are all ones that some of us predicted for at least Dark Horses. Candyman, number 18, and it's still making money, so it'll probably still climb up to like 15-ish uh, overall. Uh, at the same time, if that you know if that came out, and I know Scott Mendelson, he's written about this a lot, but Candyman, it seems like, when that first trailer came out last year, and the movie was going to come out in June, if things were obviously different... Mm-hmm. I I think Candyman would have done a lot better. I think Candyman would have would have had a chance yeah. to do a lot better at the box office given different circumstances. Um, I think the the fever pitch was right there at the time, but it kind of faded by the time it actually came out. You know, a year and change later. What else? Any other thoughts on the on this year uh, at the at the movies as far as the summer movies go? The movies? Um, no, not really, because uh, we covered a lot of it. But uh, Brandon, I I want to do a um, a mock fest with you about reminiscence sometime. <laughs> Reminisce about reminiscence. Exactly. Yeah. We'll just be like, why did he take the train to Louisiana and it only took two minutes? Oh gosh. <laughs> we can. It's stay like away. Disneyland. You go around in a circle. You go around. In the, uh, just, oh, it's just, it's just a yeah. monorail. <laughs> it's like a monorail. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I this could be a little bit offhand, but what are you looking forward to in the fall as we kind of enter into the fall season? What what big movies are coming out that you're looking forward to? Anybody? Marcus, what are you looking forward to? Venom. Uh, Dune, Dune, yeah, of course, Venom. Um, Dune, Dune is 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 there, and um, Halloween Kills. Um, What's he doing that? I think he's drinking. Kills, kills, I okay. think. <laughs> he oh, he, he, yeah. 
he something Shaves. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Wait a Why doesn't yeah, Mike Myers the... have facial hair? Does anyone ever explain that? <laughs> It'll all be answered here. Mark, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to No Time to Die. For one, that that movie has been teased for so long. It's just like built up this desire to see it. I don't know how good it'll be, but I'm excited about that. I'm excited about a lot of the uh, award contenders too. You know, these things like uh, The Power of the Dog and House of Gucci, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I know some Belfast. I, I know some of these are going to be good, and some may not be so good. But uh, I'm, I'm enjoying all the the talk about them on Twitter, and I, I'm looking forward to a lot of those. Brandon, how about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm just, October. Yeah, October <laughs> stacked. It is stacked with stacked. stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, Bond, Michael Myers, Wes Anderson, doing the Dune. Uh, then we'll, I'll jump to December because that new Matrix looks awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I'm looking forward to that Matrix a lot. I'm looking forward to West Side Story a lot. We talked about it earlier on our Cry Macho episode. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you guys can talk about Dune all day. Like, yeah, I'll see Dune. I'm, I'm sure it'll be pretty good. Uh, I am a huge James Bond fan, so obviously I'm looking forward to finally seeing No Time to Die. The the long. I, I have a movie for uh-huh. you, Aaron. Nightmare Alley. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Guillermo's back, and, yeah. uh, and and I, and I really like the Tyrone Power movie. That movie is fantastic. So just like looking at the glimpses of like knowing what that story is already. I, like it's really neat to see how this movie's how this version of it's teasing out what's supposed to happen. I'm I'm very I'm very intrigued, and Guillermo in you know awards mode like that's that that's a big win for, for me. Guillermo in any mode is a big win for me. But yeah, Nightmare Alley can't can't win. Sure. Abe, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, it continues to be Eternals. Uh, kind of just curious what what mm-hmm. Chloe's gonna bring mm-hmm. to the table for Marvel. I mean, we talked about Shang Chi over the summer and how uh this is like a different pathway for Marvel to introduce smaller characters that we have really kind of just heard heard about in periphery um so i'm curious to see what this is going to look like because she has a a dynamic uh, eye for how she makes her movies um and this is going to be a weird one because it's a huge budget with known actors uh, so curious. I, uh, I know I could look up their names, but I'm excited to learn who these people are. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know who any of these guys. Like who, yeah. who's Brian Tyree Henley? Right? What's his name? Ron? I don't know. I want to know. I want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really like, his name is Paper That's Boy. like Come part of the appeal of this one is like who are these people, and that's kind of how they're selling it. It, it feels like they're kind of building into that. And with Shang Chi gave me uh, a lot of confidence that they might let Chloe be Chloe that film if that were the case i would i, I i'd be super arms open welcome who's gonna be on that johnny gonna play tim like i, I want to find out i want to find <laughs> out these people <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is how we should do the review in november we should just make up, make names up their names and just call them that confuse everybody that's uh-huh. listening uh all right i hope there's a big ad campaign inside ikea yeah. for it that'd be great <laughs> that'd be wonderful a table that splits so it's for for, As featured in Marvel Marvel Studios' upcoming movie, The Eternals, starring Angelina Jolie. Well, guys, we've talked about the summer movie gamble results. This was as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Good, good, good job for all of us for sticking with this thing and and you know getting in the points where we did. 
obviously some of us did better than others. And Brandon, once again, congratulations on being number one. Congratulations, Brandon. Yeah, thank you. Wow. All right. Aaron, congratulations on second. And Alan, congratulations on third. Silver is only as good as however you finish the sentence to make that funny. Um, so the uh, <laughs> the rest of us, well, better luck next year, of course. And we will bring this back because this is always a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Where, okay. So where can people find all of your guys' work online? Let's start with Mark Hoban. Uh, you can find my writing on fastfilmreviews.com, where I review movies. And you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. Marcus Robinson, where can people find more of you online? Uh, moviesmarcus.com and Twitter, moviesmarcus. And moviesmarcus1 on Instagram and other Instagram handles that you can add in later if you want. But I don't want to be too controversial on this on this uh, podcast. This is favorite. <laughs> Uh, ga- <laughs> right, our our hundreds of listeners are really going to be upset. We have more than that. Our gamble champion, Brandon. Where can people find more of you online? All right, Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Uh, you can find my podcast, Brandon Peters Show, which is anywhere podcasts are found, thebrandonpetersshow.com, and on YouTube. Uh, my most recent guest was ninth place contestant <laughs> Scott Mendelson. Yes. Box office analyst and expert for Forbes and ninth place (laughs) contestant Scott Mendelson (laughs) for 16 blocks, which is seven plus ninth place (laughs) Scott Mendelson. (laughs) He makes money. I win imaginary contest. It's all good. BrandonPetersShow.com at Brandon4KUHD and my Blu-ray reviews are always at WhySoBlue.com and if you're hearing this, I'm, my F9 contest might still be going, so <laughs> go enter. Abe? For more fun stuff over my Instagram, Abe.Mua and Twitter.com slash WallerSmooth hashtag SummerGamble9 uh, the fast saga. You can find everything I do over at wisetheblue.com for Blu-ray and Criterion reviews. You can find me also at weliveentertainment.com for my movie reviews. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Hashtag Space Jam 2 sucks. Thank you, Marcus, Mark, Brandon, and all the other guests Marcus, that were able to chime in. Mark, Brandon, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank, Peter, thank you. Thank Jim, you in the Heights yeah. for getting us this far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good morning, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this 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 has been a lot of fun. It's always fun to go over the results of these things and to just go over the summer as always. But yeah, thank you guys for joining in. Thanks to the listeners for playing along with us as far as following this very intense uh, competition. Uh, until next year, so long and goodbye. Yeah.